0: The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams from the service Already in Progress. Well, God bless and good morning. Happy month of May to every one of you. And you know, today I'm just encouraged you know not only do we see the light at the end of the tunnel with this pandemic but we are inching closer and closer back to some sense of normalcy and uh, I want everybody to be encouraged I want you to hang in there even though there's some signs of improvement We're not ready just to reopen the church just yet. Not yet. Just hold on. We're going to make a quality decision. One that we can live with. That's what we're going to do. But you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God without faith. But we're going to use faith, not foolishness. Or presumption. And so when we announce, and hopefully we'll have the church reopen for worship service for the summer's out. When we announce the reopening of the church, you can have strong confidence that a good decision has been made. And we have acknowledged God in all our ways. And that he is the one directing our path. But I am encouraged today because the God of peace, he is bruising Satan under our feet. He's doing it right now. And I thank you. And I'm so grateful that the enemy is being bruised with this pandemic. Amen. This morning, I'm going to read to you from the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. And I'm continuing with my series of messages, Joy for the Journey. And today I'm calling this message, The Missing Peace. The Missing Peace. In Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, verse 19 God is speaking to Israel and they had come through the wilderness for almost 40 years. And they're at this point now where they're almost ready to cross over the Jordan, to cross over the Jordan River. Israel had gone through many things. You remember when they left Egypt, the Bible says they left with a high hand. In other words, they might have been high-fiving each other and all that because they went to their neighbors and reparations were paid. Reparations were paid for this slavery. They received silver and gold, jewelry, and other material things. So they were very excited when they left Egypt. Based on the promise that God would lead them to the promised land. But as they crossed the Red Sea and got on the other side, they suffered some difficult circumstances. They encountered thirst, hunger. They encountered the Amalekites, an enemy who fought against them. They encountered inward fighting amongst the congregation of Israel. They encountered giants in the land. They had a lot of ups and downs. So here in Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, verse 19, God speaks to Israel and he says to them, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants May live. What is God saying to the people of Israel? What is God saying to his people in this day and this time? God is saying, I am calling heaven, the sky above, the ether beyond the sky, and the very land you stand on, I am calling it to witness against you, to testify against you. That I have set before you life and death. That's what life is, making choices. But in life, we make choices and there are consequences. That's all life is, choice and consequences. So whatever choice you make, just know there will be ensuing consequences. God says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he nudges Israel and he says, choose life. Choose life. Because if you choose life, the consequence is blessing. But if you choose death, the consequence is cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Listen to me very carefully. Every decision you make in life not only affects you, but it affects the people around you. So if you make a decision for death, then the curses not only follow you, but they follow your descendants, your family members, your loved ones. But when you make a decision that for God I live. When you make a decision for life, that not only will your life be blessed, but the lives of those that surround you, your loved ones, your descendants, they'll also be blessed. Today I want to talk about the missing piece. How many are saved and you're glad that you're saved? You know, Israel were, were, were glad. They were glad to be delivered from the bond of Egypt. And they were all excited and they came out of Egypt with a high hand. But you know, beginning at salvation, we're all set on a journey called life in Christ. But life sometimes can throw a lot of contradictory and puzzling circumstances in your path. Some of you have experienced that already. Seems like the word of God has promised you one thing, but your experience has been another. Seems like God said to you, he spoke to your heart, but yet your experience was something contradictory to what God spoke to your heart. Those contradictory and puzzling circumstances can cause us to lose our joy, but yet, as believers, we are commanded to rejoice not in the circumstances, but we are commanded to rejoice in the Lord. Remember Paul in prison in a Roman jail, and he wrote to the Church of Philippi and in the chapter three of of the book of Philippians, verse one, Paul says, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Finally, my brethren, finally, no matter what your circumstances have been, no matter how puzzling your life is, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Then shortly thereafter, he said in that same letter in chapter four, verse four, He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord all the way from the beginning of your journey to the end of your journey. And everything in between, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice in the Lord. But how can you rejoice? How can you rejoice if you're hurting and you're in pain? How can you rejoice if you're sad and depressed? How can you rejoice if you face some kind of disappointment in your life or you suffered a loss? Many people during this pandemic over the last year have suffered many disappointments. Others have lost loved ones and friends. Family members have passed on. So how can you tell them to rejoice? This sounds like a puzzle to me. And if life were a puzzle, then the missing piece of that puzzle is to choose life and to choose life is to choose joy. That's the missing piece of the puzzle. We got to choose life. And you cannot choose life without choosing joy. Hmm? Understand what a puzzle is. You know, when you present it with a problem or situation that is difficult to understand or difficult to solve, maybe that problem or situation baffles you or confuses your mind. That's a puzzle. And there's a lot of puzzling things. And we need to confront them and not just sweep these things under the rugs and get over religious. Why would the Lord tell me to rejoice always? Why would the Lord tell me to rejoice in the Lord when he knows that every day is not a holiday? Not in life it isn't. Joy is choosing life. I have set before you life and death, but the choice is yours. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. To choose life is to choose joy. So what am I saying? Joy is choosing life and blessing. You're choosing life and blessing over cursing and death. Everything in our life in Christ is about life. It's about life. Remember John chapter chapter 14, the gospel of John. Remember Jesus was telling his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am there, you may be also. Thomas said to him, We don't know where you're going. And how will we know the way? Jesus had already told him, You know where I'm going and you know the way. But I suppose Thomas scratched his head and said, How do we know where you're going? How do we know the way? Jesus said to Thomas, I am. The, the way I am the way the truth and the life no man coming to the father but by me Jesus clearly said when you choose life you choose him and to choose him is to choose life because he is the life I am the way the truth and the life I am the life Then in John, remember John 10, chapter 10, verse 10, he says, But the thief cometh but for to kill and to steal and to destroy. But I am come, I am come, that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus had taught his disciples many things during his ministry. But it was all about how to choose life, how to choose blessing. Then in John chapter 15, verse 11, he told his disciples, he sort of summed up the entire teaching experience. And he says, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. What things had he spoken unto them? He told them I am the way, the truth, and the life. He told them the thief cometh but for to kill and to steal and destroy, but I am come that they might have life. So these things that have spoken to you about life is so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So many people, During the last year of this pandemic, well, it's over a year now, but so many people have lost their joy. They have lost their joy and they're experiencing sadness and depression. I need you to hear me on this. Sadness and depression is a real problem, not only with those outside of the kingdom, outside of the church, but even those that are in the church. People are sad. They're depressed. But the Lord says, choose life. We need to understand the danger behind being sad and depressed. It's a common thing right now to read in the newspaper or even listen to in the news about somebody who was so sad, so depressed, they, they... Regress to the point of taking their own lives. God help us today. What is sadness? What is depression? They're really like cousins. You see, sadness is circumstantial, sadness is reactionary. In other words, you react to a circumstance, you react to a situation, and it makes you sad. Sadness is only temporary, thank God. It's only temporary. Sadness has a way of changing your mood. But look out for depression. Depression will change your life. Depression is more of a long-term type of sadness or depth of sadness. Depression is considered a mental illness. So when you're sad, you can be reminded of the words of Jesus and begin to find joy in your journey. But when you're depressed, you need a deliverance. You need a deliverance, a healing touch from God, lest you also fall into mental illness. We need to understand the progression. Being sad didn't never take that for granted. God wants us to have joy. You see, sadness leads to depression. Depression leads to loneliness. And loneliness has led many people to entertain thoughts of suicide. It leads to suicidal thoughts. Hmm? But sadness... Depression, loneliness, those suicidal thoughts that some have had. These are the path to death, spiritual death and physical death. But the fruit of the spirit is joy, Galatians 5.22 tells us. The fruit of the spirit is joy. Now whose spirit was Paul referring to? Whose spirit was he talking about? When Paul says the fruit of the spirit is joy, he is saying that the fruit of the life of God is joy. The same one who promised to give us life. The same one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The same one that says, I am come to give you life. The fruit of that life is joy. It's joy. But The fruit of the spirit is, Galatians 5.22 tells us, is love, joy, and peace. Choosing joy is a life-death decision. You know, the decision's yours. There's a lot to be sad about if you want to focus on sadness, if you want to focus on the problem, the situation, the circumstance. There's a lot to be sad about. But there's even much more to be joyful about because of the promise of God. Spiritually speaking. Spiritually speaking. You know, another definition of suicide is choosing not to live with joy. I want you to think about that. If you have made a choice not to live with joy, then you have made a choice to commit spiritual Suicide. That's what Israel did. Huh? Israel made a choice not to live with joy when things got rough for them out in the wilderness. Huh? They chose to be safe. When they face adverse circumstances, temptation in the wilderness. Because of the thirst, because of the hunger, because of giants in the land, they decided that they were going to commit spiritual suicide by planet safe. How were they planet safe? They wanted to return to Egypt. All of a sudden, Egypt wasn't so bad after all, huh? So they were seeking security rather than seeking the will of God. Remember, they said in Numbers chapter eleven, verse twenty-five, verse five, rather. Numbers eleven, verse five, says, "We remember the fish we did eat in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the onions, the leek, and the garlic." But they forgot that they were in bondage. They forgot they were slaves. They were committing spiritual suicide because in the face of adverse circumstances, in the face of temptation, in the face of trial, they chose to commit spiritual suicide. Hmm? They wanted to choose the familiar and that which is predictable. So many of us like that too. You're going through a little thing here, a little thing there. And the first thing we want to do is find out how we can play it safe. You see, there's no faith without taking a risk. There is no faith without taking a risk. So we want to play it safe. We want to seek security rather than the will of God. The will of God was for Israel to go into the promised land, to the the land of Canaan. But they lost their joy. Because they lost that joy, that first generation of the Israelites, they all fell dead. They all died in the wilderness except for Caleb and Joshua. Caleb and Joshua didn't lose their joy. They didn't want to play it safe. They wanted to act in faith. They didn't want to choose security of Egypt, a false security, over doing the will of God. They didn't want to do that which was familiar and predictable. We just need the joy of the Lord. We just need joy on our journey. And when we find that our experiences become so puzzling, so puzzling just don't make any sense to us. we can't understand it. can't reconcile everything that's happening, then just know that the missing piece of a puzzle is that you need the joy of the Lord. That's the missing piece of the puzzle. Joy is the path of life. God wants us to choose life. And joy is that path of life. Pastor Jamie read from Psalm 16, verse 11, at the opening of this service. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, for you will show me the path of life. For in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pledges forevermore. Please understand what the psalmist said. He says, oh God, you will show me the path, not the path to life, but the path of life. We need to understand the difference between the path of life versus the path to life. God did not give us a path to life. You see, when you have a path to anything, that's entrance. God's given us more than entrance. He's given us the path of life, and the path of life is possession. And David said, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pledges forevermore. The path of life is the joy of the Lord. The path of the life is joy in the presence of Almighty God. It is the path from spiritual death to spiritual life. It is the joy that God gives us for the journey. And if your journey has been bumpy, if your journey has been rough, if your journey, journey has had many pitfalls, then the missing piece is the joy of the Lord. Ephesians chapter two, verse five tells us that even when we were dead in our trespasses, when we were dead in our sins and our trespasses, you remember that? You remember you have not always been who you are and where you are. But even when we were dead, just spiritually dead, in our sins and our trespasses. He raised us up with Christ. He raised us up together with Christ. He made us alive with Christ. When Christ got up out of the grave, bless God, he got up out of the grave that you and I may have life and the joy of the Lord. So we were made alive with Christ. Christ. And then we were raised together with him. And then we were set with him in heavenly places. There is no sadness in heavenly places. There is no depression in heavenly places. I know the difficulty that we can face when we suffer a disappointment of some kind or another. When we suffer loss, yes, it hurts in the flesh. It hurts the human heart. But thank God, we are more than men and women of flesh and blood. But we are spirit beings and God is a spirit and the fruit of that spirit is joy. So thank God we have the joy of the Lord. So God has revealed to us the answer. He's revealed to us that path. That path from spiritual death to life. Now remember before you got saved, you, you, you championed sadness. You wrote the book on depression before you got saved. But Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road. Agape Word Fellowship.